1: hello it's alan after a rather long hiatus being away um back with the virial usa podcast um i've got two guests today and i'm just going to let them introduce themselves and say what sort of mood they're in so whoever wants to jump on first can, can go okay
0: robin go
2: ahead <laughs> <laughs> i thought <laughs> i'd start off with the misery one uh yeah <laughs> hello guys uh, welcome back to uh, to the u.s podcast. Um, I'm speaking from a very wet England, uh, and it matches our current form for VRL. So, uh, yeah, so hopefully we're going to try and pick through the uh, recent performances, try and work out what's going wrong, uh, and basically try and avoid ranting about stuff. But um, we'll, we can't make any promises. So over to you, Julian.
0: Yep. I'll, I can't be uh, as, as positive, but I'll try to be today uh, just because of uh, you guys. So, um, so let's see how it goes.
1: <laughs> uh, a, a positive spin from Julian will be something different. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, okay, so I, I was saying before we started, I haven't seen, um, when I was when I was in France, I didn't get to see us play, and we had, a, of course, a couple of international breaks in here. Um, so I've hardly seen anything other than I got to see the first half against Cadiz, but I've been able to watch the... You know, highlights or reports of everything else. So, um, I think the rather than talking about individual performances and individual matches so much, I guess the uh, question really, in my mind, is sort of um, this seems to happen every year to Villarreal is that we start off with, with expectations. <coughs> we seem to have the same problems we're having now, breaking down teams um, that are that are willing to sit back and play on the counter. And um, it's been exacerbated this time by some injuries to uh, to internationals who um, came back and you know played a lot and are now injured. So um, yeah, where do you where do you uh, where do you where do you see things right now?
2: Uh, I'm happy to sort of kick us off, I suppose. It's just been incredibly frustrating already that this is the sort of season where we should be really challenging, you know, like Barcelona are in disarray, Madrid have obviously been fairly convincing sort of thing but then all the other sides that we should be challenging for that fourth place are are doing really well, so um, obviously I'm, not, I'm judging it by the sort of table as we go, but it, it's frustrating really and like I can't quite put my finger on it I, I do feel that Emery has an element of blame to this one, I think for me, my frustrations with Emery's tactics recently have not necessarily been the subs so much. That was a frustration at the start of the season. But it's just this sort of tinkering every single match. And it's just, it's confusing for the players. It's confusing for the fans. And he, he just suddenly, what he's done with our midfield, I have no idea. But the core reason, I saw a lot of the comments and people were sort of saying how slow our midfield was. To be honest with you, if you, if you tell our current midfielders to slow down, they're practically not going to move because we haven't got any quick midfielders anyway. So if you're telling Dragueros and Barreco to slow down, there's going to be no movement at all. So I, I'm extremely, because the Betis game that we played, that was really, really good. And we just basically could see, we just went full on counter attacking. Like Moy Gomez came on and I was panicking, thinking, oh, we're going to go all defensive. And he just absolutely flew at the goal. So for me, I think we need to sort of, sort of really look at the tactics and work out exactly what's going on and not tinker with them so much. Uh, that's kind of my opinion. What, what about you, Julian?
0: What do you think? Uh, for me, uh, <laughs> it's very frustrating season because uh, we were we all expected a better season than, especially in the league than uh, last season, and especially with uh, the arrival of Danjuma and Mondi or and the new arrivals. It, I felt or many of us felt that maybe this season we can improve the league form, but it's the same issues. It's simple mistakes in defense. Especially in build-ups, when we play, when we try to build up the play, um, it's too slow, and teams pressure up high against us. And one simple pass, one mis- one mistake. I don't know. You guys didn't watch the Cádiz game, right?
1: I saw no, the first I, half. But, I didn't see the rest. Okay, of
0: it. so it started the first goal. Their first goal started with Ibora getting the ball in uh, in defense, and he passed it to Parejo, who was in pressure. He was like in in the middle. He was pressured by three players and he still passes to Parejo. Parejo loses the ball, they pressure, they attack, and they score. Mm -hmm. So it's like simple passes, simple mistakes like that that has cost Mm -hmm. us a lot of points, especially in the league. And you have Mundi, who has cost us at least five points. Uh, The one victory, or it should have been a victory, I guess, on Tletico. And then then another mistake, I guess, also So it's defensive. For me, it's defensive. Uh, mistakes, like a concentration, lack of concentration back, and build-up play, which is way too slow. And, but you can't do anything with that, with the type of players you have in the midfield, with Kabue, Parejo, and Manu. They're all very slow, and I don't know how Emery has... I don't know how he's going to solve that issue, uh, especially those mistakes by individual players
1: yeah it's it's interesting because it is sort of um there are i i feel like we when we got emory i think the word i used right away you know he's a tinkerer and that's i mean we knew that coming in and that has worked well it i think part of the reason why he's so successful in in um Cup competitions and things like European competitions is that he he has time to adjust to a particular opponent there, and you're and you're dealing with a different sort of situation. You know, a home and away match against against a particular team. Um, in the league, what I feel is that yeah, I just don't I just don't sense that a lot of players seem to it seems to be too much change week to week. I was just watching the um Celta um L'Oreal match and it was like, you know, you look at L'Oreal starting eleven and I and I think, you know, it's good. They're no there are no glaring holes there, but it's not on paper the first, the best in the league, but they know what they're trying to accomplish every match. I mean they, they have a they have a style of play that they know what they're trying to do. And I think with us um part of the problem and it, and to be fair to Emery, it may be caused in part by the by the roster um but it just seems as though every week we're trying to you know are we gonna play uh I think he really wants to play a four four two but has been playing a four three three, but maybe he should really go to a three five two or whatever. It just seems like every week um we're we're sort of wondering, we're wondering what, what to expect. And I kind of wonder if some of the players aren't too.
2: Yeah. I, one of the things I've, I've, I've got frustrated with, well, many things, but one thing I noticed is that we never look like we're actually going to win a match. And I know that sounds really, really negative, but if we go down a goal, you, you know it's, you know it's going to be a draw. Because you know that we'll get that, we'll get that fluky one goal. But then we'll just sit back and we won't push. There's no sort of energy to sort of push for another goal. It's like we're always looking for that golden an opportunity, and we just—it's not the case that we don't take it. We just sort of end up sitting back, and that's the reason we've had so many draws this game. Yeah. Now, we're after the, like I said, the betis game was really good because we just went all for it. We just went all the goals attacking. We didn't have a single striker on the pitch. Mm-hmm. So Emory basically said, "Let let's go for it. Go for that attacking. Go for it." And I just feel like he's 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 so conservative. I completely agree with you because I think I've always said that he'd make an absolutely brilliant international coach because he could just, you know, he can nail every performance. Like you said, he has time to analyse each performance, look at his players, he can do all that tinkering. But for me, I, I'd rather do better in the league than I would do in sort of Champions Champions League and Europa League. And I know that's maddening because obviously you want a trophy, and it always seems like the you know, league is impossible. But you look at all the sides like Atletico and all those sides they really pushed in the league they started doing well in the league and then the champions league form came so i do find it really frustrating but i suppose in a way we should we should maybe move on to slightly positive as well one thing that i think has been fairly positive and i think as accent definitely wanted to push this was the goalkeeper thing i mean esenko and Ruli, that's a, it's a strange really 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 strange situation um what what do you do think about his performance in terms of um i'm just trying to look for a bit of a positive because I, I don't want to start the whole podcast on a full negative thing so <laughs> you yeah, can address yeah. that um positivity unless
0: you want to go back to the last point <laughs> no i'll i'll try to i don't want to be negative today uh, there's so many things that i can pick up like i can pick on emery but i'll try to rather focus on the positive and uh about the goalkeeper situation i feel emery he doesn't he doesn't do either R- uh, rui or oseiho a favor by doing this uh, for me he should be consistent he should either use rui as in the go- in the league and oseiho in the uh, champions league or the opposite but uh, we know now that uh, rui is the first choice so for me by playing oseiho in the league it doesn't give Anyone confidence? He, they, they they don't know who should play the cup, who, who should play the league. So for me, he should do like last year, where Rui played Europa League and Arsenal played the league. But this year, obviously, Rui has taken his place. So they should just switch on, switch. I mean, switch sides mm-hmm. um, rather than changing from week out week weekend like he did now against. Uh, Against um was it Cadiz? Yeah. But it, yeah, it didn't make any sense to bring Asenjo in the league. That did, yeah. So that's my opinion. On it.
2: it was very, very strange that Cadiz lineup, wasn't it? It's like if you yeah. if you got players like that, like a Bora, Mario, that just haven't played in so long, you don't suddenly put them all in one game. You ease yeah. them into games, so you. That's how you do the rotation thing. You don't just put them in. I mean, and Cadiz is like, to be fair, they're not a bad side. You're going to be attacking them. You you don't really want the slower players that have come off form and stuff. So I was are straying strain from that point in but it was an excellent point. Yeah, um, um, Alan, let's go back to you, get to you. How do you feel? Uh, sort of based on Ruli, Ruli, and Asenko. How do you feel about that one?
1: Well, I I've said all along. I think that I think I think Emery is going to favor Ruli because of Ruli's better distribution. Um, but I think what we and. You know, I know, I know. Um, Zach has has had really strong feelings about Ruli compared to Asenho based on the statistical stuff, but I think that, I mean, I I kind of sense Emery giving. I, I think if you were going to give Asenho a match, I actually think you know Ruli is you know he's decided Ruli's the first keeper, um, Asenho is the backup. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, given what Emory is trying to accomplish. I mean, he really wants to, to have the goalkeeper play out of the back, make, um, you know, be really good with the ball at his feet, um, that kind of thing. Um, I think with Ruli, you get what we've seen. He gets some you got some some excellent saves he's he's really good one on one with with people you know saving from those sorts of situations he's also prone to wandering from his goal and and mm. you know stupid things happening too yeah, Asinho yeah. is better at reflex saves, but I don't you know we saw last year when we were looking at at the stats and everything and and he has gone downhill so I don't necessarily disagree with emery um deciding to play a Sinho yesterday, I think where I have a Tuesday where I have an issue is kind of like Robin said, that is like, wait a minute, you got, you got three guys who haven't played and you put them all out there in the starting lineup. And that's, that's just not going to go well. And it didn't. I mean, I feel, I don't think that for either Mario or Ibora putting them out for 90 minutes after they've hardly seen the pitch is uh, is going to show them at their best. And it didn't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, I, I must admit, I, I, I was scathing a bit of Evora before the injury. So I, I do... I, I mean, I, I hate to say players leaving and stuff, but if, if I was him... I probably would leave if we wanted to prolong his career a bit, just based on the fact that that midfield that we've got, like we've got Kokolan and and Kapuwe, who, are, who are, has been absolutely brilliant. You know, I mean, he's he's going to get knackered, mm. but I I wouldn't necessarily replace Kapuera in the starting le- line up with Ebora. I would put Kokolan. Um, yeah, Kokolan mm. is the most, one of the most frustrating players I've ever seen in a VRL shirt, but he's one of those players that's evident if you give him a bit of form, he does have a few games and then he, the next game he'll have a, man, a mad game. So he, he's almost like man, the Mandy of midfield. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. He's basically just, just, just that. He's so unreliable. And I, I still have these nightmares every time he touches the ball thinking he's going to be, be off-injured and gonna be, mm. be gone for a few games. So, um, yeah. So I suppose we've sort, of, sort of talked about the goalkeeping. Um, I suppose on a, on a positive note, I, I think... For, for me in terms of Asenko I think Asenko needs a few games to find his form. He's sort of again, he's like he's like Mario, he's like Cochalan in a way. Just I think that's come from the age element of it. Ruli, really, I think in terms of Ruli, really, he's he's improved in, in my in my imagery, but the the stupid running around and not really sure where he's going and not sort of delegating to his defence, that's maddening to me, um, half the time. But he is definitely better at his feet, as you said, Alan. So um you know, and some of the goals that we have scored when they do happen have have come a lot from his build-up. So, a fair play to him. Um, but yeah, so I suppose if we go on to how about how was it just as the striking options? Because one thing that came good from Cadiz game was that Dia scored his first goal, um, and he also had an assist if I remember rightly. Was that correct?
1: Yeah, um, yep, uh, right. yeah, he did. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Uh, how did you find that? Um, you know I think,
1: I think the real issue to me is that we we have this interest, interestingly constructed roster now where you've got you've got tons of speed on the on the flanks and everywhere else is slow as molasses, as we say here. <laughs> um, so how do you I mean I think Dia yeah he he seems to be great as a super sub. I don't know for 90 minutes how he'll fare. Um, but it's interesting because we've got these, we've got a lot of really good attacking options, but it just, we don't seem to have the, uh, I'm wondering if we need one or more of those players to, to become more of a carry the ball quickly from midfield, um, type, type of thing. Um, I didn't see the Bettys match, so I didn't didn't see how it worked sort of strikerless, but I, I, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting one because I think we, we have Paco who is basically a sitting there waiting for the ball to come to him to, to score. Everybody else on the front line is, is very, is very quick um, and is really good at getting down the, down the, the flanks. Um, we don't attack much down the middle. So I, you know, I think we have to expect Gerard is going to be out for a while. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced that there's an easy answer here. I'm not sure what the 4-3-3 is. Um, I feel like we have to put somebody in midfield to keep we need to win balls back more quickly in midfield. I mean yeah. what I saw against Caddies was that once we lost the ball, it was just like everybody's retreating madly to to toward our goal. Mm.
0: I, part of it is because Emery pushes up the midfielder, midfielders up on the pitch. so so they he relies a lot on position. So they are very, very vulnerable when they lose the ball in the final third. Um, that's when we see a lot of uh, opening mm-hmm. from the wings. And, and that's where the, one of the maybe two goals came from that, where they counterattacked us because we lost the ball and we had only like Pau and Mondi and maybe one other player in the midfield, like in defensive midfield.
1: Yeah. And uh,
0: that's, that's because he relies heavily on keeping the ball. And when he loses the ball or when the team loses the ball, they are open. For counterattacks, and this is not something new for us. We have seen this under Kaleja when he had similar uh, tactics, mm. and um, so that's that's the issue there. Uh, mm. I don't know w- what he should do. Maybe he should be even more conservative and have more players back, uh, or play counterattack, as Robin said earlier, because they did that well against Betis. They didn't have as much possession, but they relied heavily on uh, counterattacks, and that's where Danjuma did very well against. He per- he 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 like worked perfectly um, in counterattacks because he he just ran. He was playing as a striker. I think in that match, so he ran often in spaces where the defense couldn't. He was very mobile, so he moved in the wings, in the middle. So maybe more counterattacking style than the way he plays.
2: Now, yeah, I, I, I certainly agree with that. I've, I mean, I've been big trying to get as attacking for a long time, and like, that's why I get like, My frustrations lie with Emery because, as, as, as you say, Alan, it's like we've got what well, probably one of the quickest squads in all of La Liga now, so we need to utilize that speed. You know, you got Pino, you got Samu, you got Danjuma, Alcácer's well, Alcácer Alcassa's, you've Al-Kassar, got Deer, um, and yeah, so you know, I, I think we could really utilize that. And what, in, if to utilise counter-attacking football, you don't need to, with the central midfield, you then just put pareco and, say, Kapue in that centre midfield and they stay back and then just play over top balls or through balls from there, rather than, as you say, doing them pushing up high up the pitch. They come back to block and it's so slow, like we're so slow on the build-up on the counter, but basically mm-hmm. that, that the opposition just get all behind the ball and then we're going from side to side, trying to unlock the left wing and the right wing. Um Whereas what we need to do is soak up the pressure and then bloom and utilize it and just go forward, not try and play out from the midfield because we we just haven't got the, that midfield player really, yeah. like Eros Pereco. I agree. I mean, is—they're trying to sort of make him into a bit of a Zambu, I think, trying yeah. to get him sort of charged forward because um, mm-hmm. he is quick, but he's not—he's not a ball. I think the expression "ball carrier," which I think comes from well, from you a lot more than me, but um, like. You mentioned Kayeka. He he got the best out of Zambo, in a way. You, you remember when Zambo sort of celebrated and they started utilising Zambo as a more attacking ball carrier, and that really worked. I mean, I, I think obviously we didn't get Zambo. We probably should maybe look at trying to get one of those players to be like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think we have that in our roster, as far as I'm aware.
1: Yeah, I think it it is. It's interesting too that you know you look at at um, when we. I think that's part of the reason why in in Europe we we've done. Better is that in European matches you do tend to find teams that are going to come at you more, and that sets us up more for counter-attacking. I think it's it's hard when you play in La Liga against teams who just decide, okay, we're going to soak up the pressure, um, because I think one thing we've seen in in the matches so far this year in the league, at least the ones that I saw before I left, is that is that. Teams are willing to sit back and kind of let us pass the ball around, figuring that nothing much is going to happen um so I think you I think you' probably have a better chance i mean a, a team like betty's which is which is set up to attack is kind of almost the perfect one for us to be playing, yeah.
2: Other well, saying we we counter attacked Betty's, so they were counter attacking us, and we counter attacked them, and that's sort of how it how it works really. Whereas at the moment, what we do is the other team puts the high pressure on us or counter attacks, then they get back, and by the time you know they get back, we we're still messing around with midfield.
1: Yeah,
2: so, yeah. Um, that's, that's where I'm sitting a bit bit confused. I'm just like, well, what's the point? I mean. <laughs> to be honest, I described it as a poor man's ticker-tacker, because it's very, very slow build-up, trying to get players to move around like chess pieces, so it's just frustrating to watch, and I, I hate being negative about it, but there's, there's a reason that we're drawing so many games and, and where we're not winning games and we're not really showing that drive to sort of just tap, you know, if we go down to 1-1 we need to be pushing for another goal, not sitting back and playing for the draw, and this yeah. conservative football leads to that, that draw and again, I'm sorry, to trying, trying to be upbeat, i trying to find something positive to say um, I suppose Europe, so Europe we're doing uh, Yeah, Europe we're doing good yeah. Europe,
0: yeah. and I'll say maybe Danjuma is the only positive yeah. thing about this team
2: like yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: there's no other player who has improved or been so impressive, other than that guy. He he scores almost every match, and he always, you know, when every time he gets the ball, you know something's gonna happen. And he's a very exciting player, and for me, that's and probably for you guys too. But he's the only highlight for me in this year, Danjuma. Like no doubt.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think. I mean, I think that i think to be fair to to emory also a lot of these issues are issues that have happened almost under every coach other than marcelino i think um but marcelino being marcelino (laughs) you know there's a limited um he has a limited shelf life but if you look if you look at, at the various coaches we've had Um, you know, this style of play has not changed that much. I think what's, I think what we're noticing right now is that the, the midfield is the buildup is, is quite slow. It's, I mean, that's been true for a long time. Um, when we try to go forward and, and control the ball, it's like, yeah, it's great to have 70% possession in a match, but, as Robin said, it's like a poor man's tiki-taka if all you're doing is passing it back and forth and you're not really creating anything because yeah. it's too slow. I said
2: this, uh, I think I said this to it might have been Zach or, or on one of our messages, but we, we signed Pereco and Cochrane and they came from, when they were playing in Valencia, they were a very quick attacking side and they've come to us and now it's no longer, count, it's no longer quick from them and I know they're probably like a year older and stuff, but I don't think it has that much element of Damage on their sort of speed capability, yeah. so that's why I'm just I'm just confused really. I wish I could come up with a reason why we're slower in midfield. I don't think it's necessarily an age thing. I don't think it's a player thing. I think that's what they've been
0: instructed to do. Um, so yeah, um, <laughs> as as I suppose I'm not going to pro- always. <laughs> Go on. But, but uh, sorry, but uh, we have to always like we have to uh, remember that teams always uh, study us. So last year, maybe they didn't have a lot of information about Emery and the way he plays. And the way Villarreal sets up their team, but now we are in the second year, and teams know that Villarreal likes to play short from from Rui, for example. They want to. They know that we like to build up and have possession, the so they press us uh, as soon as the goalkeeper has the ball or he passes to the, to, to the Albiol or Pau, and then they sit back and then they counter attack. So they know how we play. So maybe that's. Maybe one explanation that teams has they have figured out how we play, and Emery has to decide another plan for for teams that sit back and counterattack instead of playing the same way against every every team. You know. So
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: Let's and take- he, needs, he needs to start playing my man Pedrassa more. I mean, <laughs> you should not. So you cannot have a Moreno and a Stupien on that pitch. I, I know a lot of people are big fans of those two, but for me, they're just they're just bloody liabilities. And that last last game simply proved that for me. Just ugh those two shouldn't be in defence. They they make cracking left wingers. They really would, but. Uh, I, I do panic when I see the lineup, but then I, I am in a minority about that, so I'm not going to say anything. I'll make it a rant about that. Um, but he has just proved time and time again that he should be starting that game as left back. I don't understand why Foyf is starting every single game at right back and Pedrasa is not starting every
0: game at left uh, back. Yeah, I don't understand that either. But I think it has to do maybe with Alberto Moreno and Emery. They have some kind of, um, you know, they know each other. But using Istupinian in the left back, I don't understand that. that, does, that decision. For me and for many, it doesn't doesn't make any sense because Pedrosa has improved to be a better left back
1: than Isapenia. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's a that's a good that's a good point. Let's let's stop for let's take a break for a second. When we come back, let's talk about the upcoming. Um, well, Valencia, but, but really the match against young boys, which is going to be critical to us getting out of the group, obviously. And um, kind of think about where we think we might go from here with the injuries we've got. So we'll take a quick break. okay so I mean you make a good point about the left back issue um but I think I want to make it a little broader than that in terms of we've got um not available in in Europe, I guess unless we get to the knockout round serge aurier um what do we how should how should emory set up this team um going forward do you think i mean if you had to pick your if you had to pick your ideal formation and lineup for what you'd like to see for a counter-attacking style um against valencia for example how would what would you do i'll tell you
2: what alan you, you kick us off with this one so you tell us how how you would do it and we'll <laughs> okay. go ahead
1: alan uh, yeah, right. go on. Alan. <laughs> well for, i i'm i'm actually in broad agreement with robin i think i think pedraza has to be your left back um you know that's a good that's a good question. I again you're you're you've got a you've got a problem at right back because you the guy I want to play has hardly seen the pitch. Ruben Pena, um, but boy I don't know what other choices we have unless we want to start Ari there against Valencia and maybe we should because he can't play in the European match. So I guess I would start him there and then I would have Powell and, and Albiol um, as your two center backs. And then I'm probably going to go um, more with some kind of. Uh, I I don't want Dia to start. I want him to come off the bench. Um, maybe I play Yeremi and um, I'd actually rather like a 4-4-2 with Yeremi and and uh, Paco I think, and then have Danjuma and uh, Samu on the flanks. And uh, parejo and and Coquina in the middle would be my I guess off the top of my head, although I kind of like, would like to get capu in there somewhere. So
2: that's quite impressive, Alan. You didn't mention Trigueros, or is yeah. it?
1: <laughs> oh, I I love the guy. I but I got I gotta I gotta say I think he I think he, he needs to start on the bench this Okay. Go on, Julian. Go for you. Go for it this time.
0: Uh, I'll probably go with the same formation. 4-4-2. Four, four, uh, Kapu, and Kapu and Parejo in the middle. And same defense. Pedraza, uh, Albiol, Pau, and uh, Arrier. And then on the wings, Tanjuma and Samu, Yeremina and um, Paco, I guess. Because Dia is just he just came back from injury so probably yeremina and um puck won't talk 4-4-2 that way and then play maybe counter-attack instead of this position okay four, go yeah, good shout
2: um well i mean i'll go slightly, slightly different um so i mean defense wise i'll keep definitely keep with the defense pedrasa is always going to start for me it doesn't matter what um so yeah same defense i would possibly play Pareco and Tragueros in a more diamond formation. So I would have Pareco playing that defensive midfielder role. Uh and maybe or Kapue. So one of the either one of those two in that sort of more defensive role. I would have Trigueros a bit further forward so he can do his Because I mean, I, I know like his last few performances haven't been great, but he, ha- he is one of our top scorers, which is frankly quite embarrassing. Um but I think, you know, if, if he's got that little leeway and that protection to go forward and that whoever's playing that CDM role is sitting back and actually protecting the defence, um, then I think that's a really good thing. And Perko and Kapuwe are both good for playing those overhead balls. Um, so I, I know it's a bit of a liability doing this. but And then I would have um, Dan Juma and then either either Jeremy or Samu on, on the right wing. Because so I just think if you've got that, I mean, it's... That, yeah, so I'd have that sort of more defensive mid, central midfield and then I would have those two, Kapue, um sorry, Samu and Danjuma just absolutely sprinting in a sort of 4-4-2 down the middle. And then I possibly would have Alcacer and Dia up front together because I think one of the problems last year that we had was when we didn't have anything on that left wing. Um, I'm, I'm not Alcacer's biggest fan um, at all, but I think if you've got that left winger playing there a bit more, it, it it helps him out a bit. And if you've got a 4-4-2 with two, two strikers, much as so I love Jeremy, uh, I think he's just better on the wing than he is as a striker. Um, in the Betis, he was brilliant because it was a very quick counter-attacking mm-hmm. football. Mm-hmm. And also, the Betis, to be fair, their central defenders are, are, you know, not probably about similar standard in the way they play to us. Whereas I think when we played against Athletic Bilbao, um, you're playing some really tough, central defender backs, so he doesn't really have that strength to kind of get, take him on, and you do need a sort of more striker, uh, someone that's used to playing a bit more striker in that central role, so I'd have four four two with Dia and Alcazar up front, and then um, either pareco and Capua if you really want to go defensive in, in the middle, or maybe add and instead of one of those two. Um, that, that would be my shout just to, mm-hmm. just to level up. I, I don't like four three three, to be honest with you, so... <laughs> that's my, my thing and also as young boys I mean to be fair sorry funny to say that that young boys game I don't want to take anything away from it but we we were lucky like they could have if they taken some of their chances we could
0: have been destroyed in that match yeah. um, so I think we have to say that <laughs> yeah that yeah. match wasn't a 4-1 that wasn't a 4-1 match
1: mm.
0: they they deserved more goals but uh, luckily for us the Rui saved a couple of them and they were ineffective yeah, mm-hmm. with its face, If I remember rightly, most
2: of the
1: time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the um, and, and against it's interesting. Somebody was suggesting on Twitter, I think, that maybe against young boys we should actually play like a like three five two or something. I I think yeah, that wouldn't that, that wouldn't be bad. Match. That wouldn't be bad because I think that I think what was clear in that match was that the. Um, the um the they're all about speed down the wings and so having a having a formation that counters that better would be would be something to consider and of course we don't have r e a in that match so um you know do you i keep thinking of a few years back when we had two center. We didn't have two really good center backs, so we actually went with three for a while, and that actually worked. I can't remember. I can't remember who it was now, but we had. It
0: was Funes Mori and two. Who are the Alberto yeah, Gonzalez. Was and who was the and other later. one?
1: I can't remember, but we had we had three, and but be, and between the between the three, they were kind of equivalent to two to two good ones, and we we had a couple of good results in there, so. You know, it's, it's. I I kind of feel like Emery is probably going to have some surprise up his sleeve in that game.
2: Yeah, that, that's what has me worried. When you say Emery and surprise.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't think it'll. Yeah. I don't think it'll be quite at, like starting a Bora and Mario together. I think. I think that right. was.
2: He'll probably, he'll probably play a bore up front,
1: won't <laughs> Well, you know, if you need a goal off a corner kick, he might be he might be a guy to put up there, but I don't I don't think otherwise he wouldn't get
2: there in time.
1: <laughs> well it's gotta be from a corner kick so he's ha- so he's had time to get there, you see. Um, yeah, but yeah we
2: can't wait long
1: can we <laughs> Yeah yeah got a, a yellow card for time wasting I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you know, it, it is frustrating. I mean, you guys both use the word frustrating, and I think I'm sure Emery is at least the expressions on his face in the first half. Uh, he was he was as frustrated as anybody. So I think he's you know it, it's it's good that he won the Europa League last year. I think that gives him some some ability to to weather this without the fans getting getting uh, all over all over him as much as they would otherwise but you know this is uh, this is a tricky we've got a lot of matches coming up that are very important and we're not anywhere you know we're not anywhere in the league where we ought to be Um, but Mm -hmm. if you look at some of the points we've thrown away if we had those we'd be at least um, seventh or eighth in the table maybe not fourth but I think that I think the thing that has to be frustrating is that, as as uh, Robin said earlier, um, you know this is a year where the regular teams that are real, that are very good are not looking that good. So, if ever this was a year when you thought you could get into the Champions League, um, you know this uh, on league position, this would be it. Mm. but What
0: do you guys think about? Because uh, from last year, uh, he has improved the squad a lot. Yes. Uh, and he used to use a lot of rotation players. Why do you think this year he hasn't used as much of the ro- uh, players from the sub? What's the reason? Because the, obviously the, he has improved that. He has improved the bench, but he still keeps using the same eleven or almost the same eleven why doesn't why hasn't he As why doesn't um, well why doesn't he make more subs
1: well in some respects i think he's i think there have been a couple of players who have who have shown they were kind of vital to to be in eleven i think um i think the way that he is approaching the the back four fourth was like that at right at right back um i don't i also think that we've had various it seems like we've had a lot of players out with sort of niggling injuries that that haven't been totally available. I think he probably would have would like to have rotated um Dia in more, would have liked to have rotated Paco in more, I hope, but but they've they've been they've been injured. I I think he has tried to do to to do some rotations with people like Trigueros, for example. Um and and uh, Mondi for for Albio. It's just that that hasn't always worked. I mean, you you make as a coach, you make sometimes you make personnel decisions and you put people out there, and then they don't perform as you you give them a chance, and they don't seize it.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I kind it's... of I kind of feel that um, we have actually been. I feel that like we have been playing different players each week for me probably a bit too much if anything i mean you've got the regulars in pinot and Foye. like i think like samu's come back but i would still start pinot over, over samu myself um the left back thing obviously is frustrating for me because they changing that all the time which i think is hard work um but i would say the the other positions have probably been more or less the, the same haven't they unless i maybe just have have been paying that much attention but one thing I definitely do think, I think the subs he's used have been bad, bad, just bad timing. It's kind of fairly obvious when we do them as well. It's always the 60th minute and he always brings on the defensive players at that point And that's when we end up going to Conservative, when we're sort of looking for a goal. So if anything, I'm more frustrated with his, his sub choices. I think if I remember rightly, he's only nailed it absolutely once. And I think that was the better game where we won where he where he actually changed subs for the better. The rest of the games, I'm not really sure. Some of the subs, I'm just slightly confused by them. So, if anything, I, I would prefer that he started with his best 11, um, like every game, obviously barring injuries, and just thought a bit more about his subs not to go so defensive all the time and let those attacking players come on, or let like players like Ibora come on for the defensive roles for the last 40 minutes or something like that. But... I'm Sorry, I'm contradicting myself a bit
0: there, aren't I? But um, yeah, that's sort of my my take on it. But uh, if you remember the against the young boys, uh, he, oh. he started with Foyt, Gerard, Gerard who just came back from injury, and Foyt has played almost every match this mm. year, and uh, and he started using both of them against Osasuna um, A few days after that, that's the, for me. That's the week where he should have benched those players because the young boys. The young boys match was a grueling match. Uh, even though they won 4-1, it was a grueling match because it, it was 2-1 for a long time and the sub changed the game to 4-1. Mm-hmm. But he's, he, he still kept using Foyt and Gerard, who just came back from injury against Osuna. That's a week yeah. where, I should, where I would have benched Gerard and Foyt in that match, I guess Osuna, and not I guess, yeah, I I yeah, come... uh, against Cadiz. Yeah, I Against Cadiz, it was already too late because he's... He, He's he's not a proactive coach, he's he reacts after things has happened, you know? Like after things mm. has gone bad, he reacts. Mm. And for me for many VRA fans they wanted a lot of those players who just came from back from injury to be benched against Usosuna and not Cadiz. That's where mm. it was already too late, the damage was already done. And he changed seven or eight players against Cadiz, when well, he should have just changed Foyt. Especially Foyt and Gerald against Sasuna. That's that's yeah. what I mean by my argument.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of yeah, I, I was
0: thinking, I was thinking the sort of
2: league rather than the, so Europa League. You're definitely right I know the point now as well. It was an artificial pitch, wasn't it, that we were playing? Yes.
1: I was going to say that's the thing that yeah. that would get me was I I would have thought that after that you would have made more rotations than you did. I mean of course, you know, hindsight is 2020 and we're, you know, and Voith and, and Gerard both got injured so it it obviously seems like, you know, easy easy to blame because of yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, I was surprised with having gone 90 minutes on the artificial pitch that there weren't more substitutions. I also think that Emery um it, it's funny as I mean I as I say, I only saw the first half against Catties, but I would have yanked Mario and Deborah at halftime. I mean, I, no, mm. no question. And I, I gather he left the, you know, he made, he took the two of them out and he took out, who was it, Trigueros or somebody, I can't remember who it was. He made three substitutions right after the hour mark. And yeah. to me, it's like, wait a minute, you know, you saw the problem in the first half. Make this, make two substitutions. Then it's not going to. You've got mm. five subs now. It's not going to. It's not going to create problems later on for you.
0: Yeah, that's the main issue. He's a very reactional. He doesn't. He doesn't take uh, the difficult decisions. He he rather wants to wait. And as you as you said, Alan, he should sub both Mario because he was fault for many defensive mistakes in that match. And Ibarra for a costly mistake that which cost us the goal in the first half, and um, he rather wants to wait uh, when it's too late. But uh, luckily again, that Juma saved uh, saved him.
1: Kind yeah, of. yeah.
0: Well, yeah, it's I think he hasn't. Yeah, he doesn't rotate Pereco
2: very much, does he? And I think Pereco needs to have a break. He is—I know he doesn't move. He practically does not move on the pitch at (laughs) all. Even he needs a break at times. And you do. A good enough bench to kind of—he's not. I mean, Pereko is absolutely brilliant. I love him as a player. But I mean, his best form is when he has a bit of a break and comes on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think with the bench that we have, we can easily play a few games without Pereco there um i know he was injured last season it was a role where he ended up injured and we did miss him um so i think it's worth resting for echo a bit more as well yeah
1: i mean in emory's defense i think it's a tough it's a tough call um when you we have had a lot of a, a lot of injuries and they and they haven't always been the injuries where you know, okay, I've lost somebody for this much time. It's been sort of the niggling injuries that, you know, well, they may be back in a couple of weeks or they may not. Um, I do feel as though he kind of maybe gets, he does so much thinking ahead of the game and planning how he wants it to go. I think sometimes he's, he's, as Julian said, it's like he's not, when things aren't going that way, he prefers to sit back and give more time for himself, for his plan to, to come to fruition instead of saying, this isn't working. You know, I, need, I need to do something completely different. And I think against Caddis, you know, most everybody in the comments section said, well, you know, he got it. I understand why he played a Senho because cadiz weren't going to press up high. So that was going to make the issue with, with his distribution less important. But what he didn't get right from the very get-go was cadiz were, were clearly going to just, you know, bomb down our wing where Mario was and, and pass over our midfield where Ibora was. And, you know, he got that wrong. And I think at halftime, he should have rectified that. Again, yeah, that's all 2020 hindsight, but
0: It is. It is. But, you know, their
1: third goal, their third goal, Ebora is the one who's, who's, you know, trying to chase down Lozano, and we know who wins that foot race. So, yeah. um, Yeah. Anyway, what's, what's enough of, enough of, we're trying to be positive. We really are. <laughs> we, are. Yeah, we are. We are. We are. It's just of, that we, we're trying
2: not to Emery bash.
1: But we yeah. We, yeah. Positive. It's just that we were bash expecting, we're expecting, lot, so. we're expecting great things. So why don't we finish with a prediction for uh, Valencia and prediction for young boys?
2: I thought you wanted to end on a positive note, Alan.
1: Well, okay. <laughs> but I, but I, you know, I will be positive <laughs> at the end. I promise you. <laughs>
0: Uh well I'm not gonna start a prediction on <laughs> 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 you <two> can. <laughs> okay, let me see. Against Vanessa first, right? Yep. Yeah. And it's uh away match or
1: yep, a way. Away match. Uh,
0: I'll say uh a draw. Maybe one more one more draw.
1: Okay. Mm.
0: And against young boys at home. Uh is it on Tuesday or
1: Wednesday, uh, i You would ask me. Um,
0: I'll check now. Okay, because we have to. We all have to think how many days. Yeah. Will, he might. He might uh, bench it's, some it's the, key players. It's
1: November second, so that will be. That will be uh, Tuesday, right? Yes. Okay, Tuesday. Yeah.
0: Tuesday and Saturday, right? Right. Okay, so he probably will. Um, he will probably rest some players against Valencia, but not too much against, uh, like he did against Cadiz. Cud- so I'll probably say 1-1 against Valencia, and then 2-1 home at uh... That's perfect.
1: Okay. Julian, you worry me. I'm, I, those were the two things I was going to say, but hey, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Rob- <laughs> so Robin...
2: <laughs> oh, well, I've made that three because that's what I was going to say as well. But um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go for a bit more, slightly more negative. I think it'll be 2-0 Valencia. Uh, Valencia will win. And I think it'll be 2-1 young boys they will beat us. Because I think just after that last game, they'll want to come back fighting. So I think that they'll probably have a better idea how to beat us. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to win either game. Um, I know Valencia... Are, been a, obviously they're going for a bit of transition this this year, and they're, they're only one point. They're only one place ahead of us, aren't they? But mm-hmm. I just I remember going to some of those matches at the Stade before, and it's it is an aggressive game. So maybe that'll suit us. Um, I don't know. Uh, Alan, go on to your prediction.
1: Well, I'm, I uh, definitely can't let two 0 to Valencia stand. I think I think one <laughs> I think one one is probably about right. But I I um, I. I think we have as good a chance of coming away with three points as they do, for sure. Um, I just, I'm not convinced that Bordelas and Valencia are a very good fit. And I, you know, um, but I think that may be wishful thinking because I don't want us to lose and then have Jowansi tell us how, how, you know, great the game was. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna, so am going to already
2: the match report now. Yeah, probably
1: yes. <laughs> so I'm going to say one-one Valencia. Um, and young boys, you know, I I think we're going to be okay there because I think we'll probably win that one like three-one. Would be my prediction. Um, I I think they, they I I think that because they play very well at home on their artificial pitch. I don't think they're as strong away, and I think. European Knights and at El Madrigal with uh, this is going to be the first Champions League match when the full you know the crowd controls aren't there for covid so i think it'll be a good game for us okay that's,
2: that's
0: a good way to end
1: it
0: <laughs> um. yeah so let's hope
1: let's hope that let's hope yeah. so everybody can check everybody can listen and then check back and find out how we actually did and meanwhile, I just, on behalf of all Virial fans, I want to say how sorry we are that Ronald Coleman has been fired as Barcelona coach. I...
2: <laughs> <laughs> you really did end on a positive there, Alan Wilson. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. So un- until next time, this is Alan um, saying, signing off for Virial USA. In devant Virial and keep the faith. Um, we're... You know, if we sound negative, it's just because we were so optimistic and we're still hoping we can be optimists. So, yeah. all right. For Julian and Robin. That's that's how we're all hoping it will go.